Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everybody to our Wednesday community Zoom call. Um, we actually got started recording a little bit late tonight. Um, just talking to to Kaylee and Krista and Brad individually. So we're going to dive into things and go fairly quickly. So this shouldn't be too, too long of one. Um, I got a cu couple questions that I had from prior Q&As that I want to speak on. Um, and then I think Krista and, and maybe some Kaylee and Brad might have some other questions, uh, maybe, maybe or maybe not. So let's go ahead and dive on into it. I won't talk too much else. All right. So how to politely stick to your meal plan when family's in town or you're hosting and cooking for others. So I would look at this as what is the frequency in terms of what you're going to be seeing these people? Um, you know, Krista, Brad, I know that your families are all further away um, and you don't necessarily get to see them a whole lot, especially Brad, like you only get to see your parents, uh, you know, every so often. Krista, I know you see your family, you know, your, your in-laws, especially fairly frequently, but I do know that they live away. So let's kind of shape this with number one, the people that don't, you don't see your family very often treat that almost like a holiday to an extent, you know, you control your meals during the day, control your breakfast, control your water intake. Don't, you know, if they're in town for five days, don't just start skipping the gym because they're in town for five days, especially if they're staying with you, whatever the case is like, they're coming to live with you for a little bit. So you want to be a good host, but you also don't want to completely lose all your goals and stuff like that. Um, and I think this comes back to having that conversation with the people that you are spending time with, whether it be, you know, be it friends, family, coworkers. If you express the things that are super important to you, express that this lifestyle, especially if it's new, you know, for me, all my friends and family know that I've lived this lifestyle, you know, since I was late teenager. So like, it's nothing new to them. However, um, for a lot of, 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 you know, TLFers here, people making lifestyle changes, it's all brand new. And so, you know, we were talking Kaylee earlier about, you know, her and her coworkers, some of this stuff, some of her, her newer mindset and focus has shifted her away from having the casual drink with her friends and stuff like that. While her friends are supportive, they're also used to kind of, you know, enjoying their time in a certain way, which usually involves a little bit of alcohol. Um, so even though they're supportive, as soon as she shows a little bit of weakness, like, ah, oh, I'll, I'll go for a drink tonight, even though I haven't for the past few weeks, they're going to capitalize on that, on that moment. Um, so that's one of those things where it comes down to a little bit of discipline, but again, it comes down to having those kind of tough conversations, you know, with, with Krista, you specifically, I know that, um, when this has been a, uh, an issue for you in the past, you know, I think once you were able to have those conversations and just, you know, do what you want to do with it. You know, your in-laws, they started kind of helping you out. Like if you were coming in town, even if they didn't, you know, meal prep for you, they were trying to make more mindful decisions. Would you kind of agree with that, Krista? Yeah, they would just try to like, I feel like look at what I was eating and almost like spy in an effect of, yeah. oh, these are the things I think I saw her eating on this like new journey. Yeah. And then they would try to buy like pieces of it for when I would go to their house, but yeah. it, and, and it's not without having it like an entire, yeah, it was, it was thoughtful, but I, it would have been better if I was just transparent from the beginning. Of course. Of course. It's nice. that They started trying to piece it together for you and, and kind of help you out with that. Cause I mean, ultimately that, that's, that goes a long way. You know, it shows that they appreciate and care for what, for what you care about. And that always makes us all feel good. But like you said, you know, I think if you're just upfront about this, um, that, you know, you're, you're, you're doing this stuff. Um, if, if you go there and you show a bunch of weakness and you show lack of discipline, 
how serious they're going to take it next time you come in town. You know, like, are they going to make it as easy for you or they're going to make it harder on you and only have, you know, the unhealthy options, stuff like that. So I think it, it starts with having those conversations. Um, and then ultimately, if you're cooking for these, for, for your friends and family and stuff like that, um, you know, you know, Brad knows this because whenever I invite, you know, him and his wife over, I'm usually making something that's going to kind of fit into my diet. Like you, you're coming over here. I'm going to make it taste good. And I think I do a decent job of that considering I'm not a very good cook, but I, um, you know, I'm logging my macros ahead of time. I'm figuring out, okay, I'm planning ahead for what my day is because I have control over this meal. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to choose to go make some big ass, you know, heavy pasta and cheese lasagna meal that doesn't fit my diet whatsoever. Even if it's delicious, I also know that everybody's going to be feel pretty damn satisfied with some really tasty salmon or some steak, you know, and some kind of cleaner options like that. And ultimately I see that as an opportunity to show other people that, Hey, healthy food can be tasty as well. You know? So, so I kind of use that as an opportunity, but you know, ultimately if, it, if it's few and far between enjoy yourself, if you're ordering food out of whatever the case is kind of, you know, partake in it, but plan your day accordingly, especially if you're in town and you're hosting them you know, keep your snack foods on hand, keep your go-tos on hand, keep your meal prep. And if you don't end up eating those exact meal prep, then at least you, you, you at least you have the option to, to kind of make that choice. Um, when you're going elsewhere to other, other friends and families, homes and stuff like that. Um, you know, if it's, if it's just here in town, I'm going over to Brad's house or somebody else's house, then I'm going to eat whatever they have. And I'm going to plan out my macros that day. Accordingly, I'm going to reduce my fats, I reduce my carbs. And if I get over there and we're having no carbs with the meal, it's just like, you know, a meat and some, some veggies and stuff like that. Okay. Now I have more carbs, come back home and eat later on that night. So I'm planning ahead for that. If I'm going out of town and it's going to be a handful of days, I'm not me personally, I'm not going to bring my meal prep. Like I'm not going to bring my chicken and rice and all that stuff usually prepped out for the most part. If it's only a couple hour drive, I might do that with for a couple meals, but ultimately I'm going to bring my protein powders, my protein bars and stuff like that. And then I'm just going to make, you know, mindful decisions when I'm there, but it's so few and far between that. It's not a huge deal for me. So ultimately I think it comes down to the frequency in which you're doing this stuff and then kind of go from there. Um, kind of, did I answer your question, Chris? I know I've answered it in the past, but I mean, does anybody have any current questions on that exact topic about how to navigate that? I think uh, what what I've done in the past is try to control the during the day, and then dinner is kind of up to them. Yeah, what yeah, kind of what happens, which is yeah. what, because you're at least going to accomplish seventy percent of your day in a healthy way, mindful way. And that other 30% isn't going to throw you off too much. Yeah. And I think communicating it with, if it's, if it's family is a big, a big deal. Yep. Um, Cause most of the time they're going to at least respect the, the fact that you're doing it. Yep. Um, Cause like my parents, they eat whatever on their, you know, normal day. But when we come to town, my mom calls and is like, you know, fruit and all this healthy stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, good. Um, so when, and when, I never, when you're going to town, she tried to plan ahead and have some, some good, good stuff on hand. Yeah. Which I would have <laughs> never expected, you know, yeah, um, but it's, it's awesome. Well, and, and again, I think that's another good opportunity for, for you, Brad, then to like, you know, they don't eat very healthy and you're going there and you're sticking to this stuff. I almost use that as, as a, as a reason that I'm going to stick to my shit even better because I want you to see my discipline. I want you to see that, Hey, I've lost 50 pounds and I feel amazing doing it. And that inspires yep. other people around you. And you don't have to be an asshole about it. I don't have to sit there and judge what you're eating. You know, I'm just going to do what I do and live my best life. And 
you're either going to respect that or you might even make changes because of it. But, you know, like you said, I think just having those conversations is, is really the, the name of the game. Communication always wins in the long run, whatever it is you're trying to do. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. You know what I think is kind of messed up? Tell me. Oh, sorry. You're talking to your kids or me? <laughs> um, well, I was talking to you, but then I accidentally, like, turned a corner and, you know, like, give Maddie enough space and shoot the wall a little bit. <laughs> Well, um but anyways I was like, please don't cry please don't cry Gary and talk <laughs> um you know what I think is mess- a little messed up and this is my own like messed up mindset is I think it's easier for me to be transparent if I perceive that they're not as healthy or an equivalent of like my frame and then I feel like if they already look healthier than me it's harder to vocalize like, hey, this uh, is a struggle for me. Yeah. And it's not for you. So then it's like yeah, harder to verbalize. So so there's like that invisible wall of like, yeah, I don't want to admit that I'm having to work hard on this and you seemingly don't have to. It's well, you know, and and that's where our ego can be our, our biggest enemy in every every aspect of our life when when that gets then and that's ultimately kind of what it sounds like. You know, you you feel insecure about it. And that's it. That's your ego talk. And I get that as well. I I 100% do. Um, But, you know, ultimately, I think everybody, everybody in America understands the issues we're all going through. And again, if it's, if it's somebody that that means a lot to you, and you think that you mean a lot to them, then you expressing that should not be a negative thing. They should still respect it regardless, you know, regardless how in shape they are and things like that. I'm sure that it's taken them um, the effort to get there you know, and, and you might not be seeing their efforts in order how they stay in shape and stay healthy and stuff like that. So they might be working their ass off and they might, you know, get applaud you and be like, I know this, I, you know, I've been there as well. Or some people, they have crazy metabolism. They just always look good. They always feel good. And they don't have gut health issues, regardless how bad their diet is uh, and regardless of age and all that stuff. And, and those people I are, are few and far between number one. And number two, a lot of people in their life has, have probably had to make those changes as well. And ultimately, you then partaking in whatever it is just because you feel like they're judging you with it. Well, now when you wake up and it's check-in day, you have something, you know, more negative to report and it didn't make a difference in their life in the first place. So ultimately what that's kind of what it comes back to is that we always think, you know, people are scared to go to the gym because we're scared of people judging us. We're scared of people, you know, I'm not the biggest person there, or I don't know what I'm doing and people are going to be watching you. And ultimately everybody's in their own head. There's very, very few other, other than some assholes, but there's very, very few people out there judging other people and really watching them. And, and they're all in the same mindset that we all are is I feel uncomfortable here and I hope nobody's watching me, you know? So that's usually what that kind of comes down to. So I get where you're coming from, Krista, but I think that's just something that is, is shitty that you got to overcome. But I think that's, that's normal as well. Um, you know, kind of like what I was saying to Brad earlier about when the podcast I did the other day with, with some, some pretty, um, important people, pretty, you know, um, pretty cool entrepreneurs. And I felt out of, out of my, my comfort zone with it, but, um, that doesn't mean that I, I can't sit at that table though, if that makes sense. Um, hopefully that can answer your question. I might've just rambled a little bit. Um, anyway though, so some, um, kind of same question, but pertaining to making plans with friends throughout the weeks, um, you know, or throughout your week, this is something that I've always tried to do for the most part. 
it's for financial reasons. It's also for, I've got goals and I want to stick to my plan as best I can. Um, so, you know, Nicole and I will try to, especially when it comes to, you know, making plans with our friends and stuff like that is I'm only trying to make plans for maybe a couple nights of the week. And that's, that's usually max. If I already have a couple nights booked up, then push them off to the next week. You know, uh, that, that makes it like, we always feel like we're having to get caught up on hanging out with people and seeing people, but ultimately, I mean, we, we've got goals that we're trying to hit in terms of, you know, financial goals in terms of our health goals and stuff like that. And, you know, I try to, if I'm with somebody, I'm as present as possible with it. You know, if I am going to go out to eat, I'm, I'm planning ahead for that meal as well. So if you do have to say yes to multiple friends within a given week and have these multiple social engagements, again, it comes back to planning. You might not make the biggest strides that week, but you can at least, you know, lock down your staples and tread water and maintain as best you can, just like you would during the holidays. So again, it comes to, you know, if, if I'm going to eat out four or five times in a week, I'm probably not going to make any of those my cheat meal. I'm going to try to fit those into my calories. Um, so I try to plan ahead, kind of look at the menus, play, you know, change my, my macros around for the day, reduce my carbs, reduce my fats. And I'd end up rather usually under eating, uh, you know, and missing, you know, eating, getting my protein, um, number, but then maybe under eating on carbs and fats a little bit by the end of the day. Um, so I'd rather plan ahead for that as much as possible. And then just, you know, go into dinner with a plan. You know, if you're going to, to go eat that stuff, go into it with a plan, because if you just show up, you might just get something that's, that's super unhealthy. Whereas if you were to look at the menu ahead of time and you go into it with a mental plan, um, like I'm going to get this side instead of this side, I'm going to, if you're going to get a drink, you're committing to, okay, how many drinks am I going to have? And you're sticking to that exact plan. So if you go into eating out all the time without any sort of a plan, you're more than likely making, you know, pretty negative choices that are impacting your progress. Um, so, you know, plan ahead with that. It's okay to say no, you know, when you are actually making the time to, to spend with people, I think this is something that we can all get better at is just being more present, you know, setting the phone down, not being worried about shit. You know, you've already come into this with a plan. So just enjoy yourself while you're there. Um, this is something I don't really have a whole lot to talk about with it, but it's just kind of a thought that comes to my head. Um, life does not stop. I think I sent this actually to a client the other day. Life does not stop just because we are making lifestyle changes. We have to learn how to merge the two. So, you know, whatever that looks like, um, it sucks because lifestyle changes are already hard. And so this is why so many people wait and wait and wait to start trying to make them is because they're waiting for this easy time, like for this just clear runway of, I don't have plans. I don't have a trip. I don't have a holiday. I don't have a birthday. I don't plan on being sick. I don't plan on having my heat go out at the house. Like you think that you have all this perfect time. And as soon as you get there, something ends up happening always. So there's never going to be this perfect time. So, you know, life is not going to clear the way for you to start making these changes. And so right now, if you're in it and if you're struggling, it's better that you're being mindful of it and it's better that you're controlling 25% of your day versus just having all these 0% days. You know, if you can be mindful during those really, really tough times, you're going to get to times, you know, in, into a couple of weeks in a row that you can string together where you're just absolutely crushing it and you're feeling great. And that's only going to reinforce all the changes you already made, all the efforts you've been making. You're going to see that progress and then it continues to snowball. And then you have something bad happen or then you have some a trip come up and that could be the catalyst that throws everything out the window or it can just be a small bump in the road that you overcome. Um, so I don't really have to dive much more into that, but again, just life doesn't, doesn't stop just because you're making lifestyle changes. So you just got to learn how to merge the two things, you know? Um, and I think we've already kind of talked about that a little bit of stuff. Um, Krista, you asked a question about protein fatigue, and I think that this is 
common with everybody. Um, I find it more common with, with females, but I have a lot of males that also have the same issue where, um, I mean, Chris, do you want to repeat your question that you asked me earlier? If you're still on here listening. Yeah, I was saying that I kind of went through a cycle where I did a long spell with round turkey and then that was going well. I was making great gains as far as the numbers and data tracking and what I was seeing. And then I did another round of baked chicken breast and that was going really well. I know, I'll be just a second. And then um, I kind of felt like okay, I'm going to still eat chicken, but then I can really only stomach breaded chicken right now, but then my carbs are shooting up and it's eating so many of my carbs. And mm -hmm. I'm on this low carb for such an extended part of my week that yeah. then I'm starving and now I'm having some overage because that was how I was getting protein down. And so I just wondered what you thought about that. Yeah. Um, so I think we all kind of go through this at, at, at different times. I mean, I go through it sometimes, which is like, man, I'm tired as hell of chicken. Um, a couple things I always will ask somebody, you know, are you using utilizing different seasonings? Are you utilizing different sauces to keep things interesting? Are you utilize different cooking methods? So you mentioned baking chicken, um, even though it's still chicken, but using the pressure cooker, baking it, grilling it out, chopping it up and, and, and doing it in a skillet can all change the, the texture of it and just kind of just, just, just change things up just to make it a little bit more exciting. Again, doing different sauces, doing different seasonings. All that stuff really does go a long way in keeping things interesting for you. Um, you know, you mentioned being on a low carb, uh, low carb plan at the moment. Again, that's not something I ever expect anybody to live at, but obviously to get certain goals, we have to make those cuts. And ultimately the, 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 the downside and the, the bad news with the low carb approach or just getting deeper into a deficit is we have less fun. We have less variety that we can really utilize and anybody who says different than that is 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 lying like you just have less choices once we get cutting more and then it comes down to you got to remember your why and all these things and stuff like that now with all that said some other things you can do as well with it and you, you already kind of mentioned cycling through different things so just a question chris is so then let's say you're doing breaded chicken are you doing that for all of your your main staple meals for the day so you're having that two or three times a day um, same thing with ground turkey. If you're on a ground turkey kick, are you eating ground turkey for two or three times a day? Or is that like one meal is breaded chicken, one meal is ground turkey, one meal is regular chicken or something like that? What does that kind of look like? Um, so I'm really good about the smoothies, but with the smoothies and having protein powder, it's just a logistical thing. So like being a teacher, it's hard to make a smoothie for lunch yeah. or it's hard to get it in the, as breakfast, getting out the door with two kids. And then it's hard to be able to assemble, like, even if it's just a couple of things out of the freezer, out of the pantry for dinner, it's like, I, I don't, I don't have the, the time or hand, free hands ability to assemble the smoothie. Yeah. So then you're just getting things. It's like, you can eat one handed and you're like, Oh, everything leans carb, not as, friendly like meal yeah. plan options and that's where I kind of feel like oh you could do a better job if these constraints logistically weren't here but so well but, but coming back to like the protein fatigue exactly like uh, I, I get the point of like hey I can't always make what sounds good at this moment or whatever the case is but 
you know, you, when you mentioned getting tired of ground Turkey, how many times a day are you eating that ground Turkey once or twice or three? Uh, yeah. I only do meat at one meal. Okay. So you're, you're getting fatigued on, let's say ground Turkey and you're only having that one time a day right now. Like you're not having it two or three times. Yeah. Like repetitious of over the course of weeks yeah and then i'll be like okay i'm gonna do black and chicken okay well now i'm tired of that spice okay now i'm gonna do this and then how I long get... does it take you to get tired of something is it like every single like after i have it one day i don't want it the next day or it's like I can no get... i can i can go weeks okay I'm, I'm talking to marcus okay okay bye i have <laughs> I have an idea about something that you could try with that. I think this would actually be good for other people kind of in the same boat is, you know, it would require you a little bit more prep work on one day, but essentially to, to meal prep and bulk a bunch of ground beef, a bunch of ground Turkey, a bunch of chicken, maybe some fish or something like that, and then freeze smaller Tupperwares of it. So like me personally, instead of freezing a big five pound thing of chicken that I've just cooked up and then waiting until next week to thaw that out, maybe I'm freezing like two meals worth of chicken in a smaller container, two meals worth of this and that, this and that. And you might be able to do that in like a, some people have like the, what's like the compression bag things, um, the like lock seal stuff. So you could also freeze it in that. A vacuum well. sealer? Yeah, 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 vacuum seal. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, uh, so lock. I think yeah. that's a great idea. I think it, I don't know, this is a made up name, but I think off. I need to do like a premeditated cycle of like, yeah. I'm going to switch out my protein before I get tired of it. Exactly. And then loop back to it, like have determined cycles of which protein I'm going to have. Cause I just go until I'm like, I literally am yeah. in the middle of lunch and I can't even take another fork full of this. Yeah. I'd rather be hungry. <laughs> I get that as well. So yeah, I mean, I, I, like you said, kind of a premeditated, like, I think maybe just, just weekly you, you make that change, you know, before you're, you're two weeks or three weeks into the same protein options, change that up more like weekly um and that doesn't take a lot of effort especially when the macros are all similar on the things you've already mentioned kind of um so you're not having to really manipulate a whole whole lot so that might be just kind of what i would do especially if you're only having one meal of you know a protein meal like that like a cooked meat of some sort then that's way easier you know for me i'm doing three at least three meals a day with you know six or seven ounces of chicken or ground turkey or ground beef or whatever so for me, it's easier to just bulk prep usually one of those um, or maybe only two of those. But yeah, it, in your situation, I think that would be a, kind of a good solution for you. And I, I, would, I would recommend that to pretty much everybody as well. Um, and that's why, like, I always say this because people, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm tired of I'm tired of this. Like, can you tell me what to, to change for it? And I'm happy to tell you. But in that that food list with macros, which is in the client success packet, and there's a whole Google Google Drive folder on, you know, um, flexible dieting and different macros. There's a food list on there where it tells you four ounces of every different types of protein you could have like meat wise or other proteins and stuff like that. And it shows you the individual macros. So, you know, if you have chicken on your plan, you want to go find another lean source of protein. If you have 80, 20 ground beef on your plan, you want to go find another fatty source or a lean source, then maybe add on some oil and stuff like that with it. Um, but, you know, utilize that stuff. And then every week, it's totally fine for you to go to change that stuff. If you're sticking to base, you know, regular whole food type proteins and veggies and stuff like that, you can change that shit up weekly. And I advocate for that 100% because it's going to keep you more excited for your meals um, and just that, that better variance for it. So that's kind of what I would recommend doing. Uh, in yeah. Case and I think I just need to probably like 
research the different ways to cook the different proteins because I think everyone chooses, oh, I'm comfortable cooking this protein. I'm comfortable prepping this and I don't need to branch out. This is where my comfort zone is. I'm just going to ride or die with this until I can't stomach it anymore. And then I think it's just branching out like how you cook. I, I, I definitely think so as well. You know, as it gets warm, warmed up and whatnot, then, you know, toss it on the grill and stuff like that. You get excited about different seasonings. Like I said, you know, I've got a, a big pantry full of just all these different seasonings so that every time I'm going to go cook this stuff, I can, I can mix it up a little bit and have a slightly different taste factor, which doesn't change it a whole lot, but it changes just enough to kind of keep me interested in it. Um, but yeah, I think you've got a couple of different options that you can utilize to avoid that protein fatigue. Um, and I know I've had a lot of, a lot of people kind of mention the same exact issue. So I think, I think there's all kind of good things. Um, and I'll, I'll throw this out there, not just for you, Krista, but really for anybody, uh, you know, listening to it. I think a good resource sometimes is, um, uh, meal prep services. Um, it's a little bit more expensive, but especially if you don't have the time to, you know, get creative with your cooking. If you don't have the time to, to meal prep all your meals, that might just be this week. It might be multiple weeks. Um, what I've done for a lot of people, and actually I just had a couple of clients that, um, said, Hey, you know, we're interested in doing like fuel cafe, which is the one I usually recommend, but there's other ones as well. Um, and so what I do is I build up the diet plan and I also build them a plan, assuming they're going to have like two or three of those fuel cafe meals a day. And that way it's different stuff. It's, it's some more creative meals that you're not having to do all the extra macro work to it. Um, and you can kind of play around with things a little bit more. So like, I'll have like, Hey, for lunch, let's do a, um, a moderate carb, lower fat option. And then maybe for dinner time, Hey, let's do maybe a higher fat option. So maybe like a salmon or ground beef or something like that. Um, so that's always an option as well. And then, um, I said, you know, I had a little sneak peek for, for, for everybody. So, you know, if you're just listening, so really it's only going to be the four people watching right now, I'm going to share my screen real quick. So this is something I've been really, really want to working on. Um, can you guys see my screen? Yep. Yes. Perfect. Yes. So hold on a second. I. So uh, something that I've always kind of had is, um, you know, especially with teaching, I don't have a whole lot of time to work on brand new stuff. So usually I have to wait till like the summertime to really make some big changes for things. And something I've always wanted to do is have kind of like a, a recipe book to an extent. Um, and so with this, I'm trying to still figure out kind of logistics and what it's all going to look like. Um, but this is kind of the starting page of this. So it'll be like an ebook. Um, I might even print it off and send it out to people and stuff like that. Um, but so as you can kind of see here, chapter one, banging breakfast, chapter two, lunchbox, chapter three, delectable dinners, um, snacks, um, and then maybe even some other stuff on like how to efficiently meal prep. So hey, if you're having pro, you know, different proteins, stuff like that, carbs, here's how I recommend prepping it. Um, and then maybe a whole chapter on protein swaps, you know, how to, how to make the right kind of swaps with carbs and fats. Um, and then, so this started off with, I was just going to have like chapter one, two, three, and then four with like the snacks on top of it. And I was like, well, I feel like anybody reading this, they should have access to some of those other stuff. So I'm going to kind of include a lot of it, but I've only gotten a couple of things into it, but, uh, you know, here's like the, the lunch with it. And so there's a, there's a low carb, there's a moderate carb, there's a high carb option. There's even a low fat option on this. So I was taking a, a pretty basic meal here showing you kind of the different ranges with it. And then within like the macros, Hey, if you're on a low carb plan, here's what I recommend to do with this meal. And it shows you your, your macros, it shows you your calories and stuff like that. 
Um, so I'm excited to start building this stuff out. I don't know when it's going to be ready. Kind of my goal with it is to try to do, um, you know, a new meal every so often. Um, or not, not, I wanted, I have on my to-do list every day to create a new meal. So far I've sucked at that. I've only done one meal out of like three or four days of trying to do this. By the way, I got it rolling. So I'm really excited to work on this. I originally wanted to do 10 meals for each of those, those four chapters. Um, I'm thinking I might just start with five and then continuously kind of add to this um, just to continue adding value and adding more variety of stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. I think I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that opportunity to start building that stuff out. Um, so I'm hoping that I get some good feedback from, from all of you guys on, on that good stuff. So no, no idea on the timeline of that. Ideally by summertime, hopefully sooner than that, but we'll see. But anyway, though, I think that was really all I had. So, um, Kaylee, Brad, you guys like it. Looks good. All right, cool. Um, anyway, that's, that's all I've got for you. So unless you guys have any questions, I can let you, let you off the, off the zoom for the night. Appreciate you guys being here. All right. That book looks great, man. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. It looked decent. Um, thanks brother. Yeah. I thought, about, thought about reaching out to you for your eye. I still might do that at some point. Um, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to play with it, try to figure it out. Um, I've got a couple of different ideas I want to toggle back and forth with and try to figure out what'll be, what'll be the best for it. But either way, I'm excited for it. Hopefully it helps everybody a little bit more. Yeah. My ears always open, man. If you ever need a critique, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. 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 I appreciate it. I, I plan on it just be something that's just included in everybody's programs and stuff, but well, good stuff then. Soli was good to see you at the gym tonight. Good catching up. Good talking. Um, always love seeing you in there crushing it and then hopping on the zoom right afterwards, even better. But, um, otherwise though, friends, I appreciate you guys being here. Um, Tomorrow is check-in day. Um, the first little bit of January was tough for a lot of people, I think, um, check-in wise. Like, and, and what sucks is I get down on that too. Like it when I read 20 or 30 or 40 negative check-ins or just people not thriving. Um, and not to say this to, to make you feel bad, but like I it weighs heavy on me, but like the weeks where I get nothing but just awesome check-ins, like when it rains, it pours both good and bad. Um, so here recently, the past couple of weeks, it's been a lot of people just absolutely thriving and crushing it and super motivated. Even if you're not motivated to get some of that shit done, you're motivated to keep, keep doing the hard work week after week, which has been a lot of fun to see. So keep that shit rolling. You know, um, I always like to have a kind of a mental checkpoint that I'm working towards, you know, obviously we have summer coming up. I think we've got like four, four and a half months ready to go for that. Um, it's going to be here before we all know it. And, you know, right now, especially if, if we're in a fat loss phase or, uh, you know, cut with you guys, now's the time to be, you know, stepping on the gas pedal, not getting complacent, not getting comfortable and keep pushing. Um, and if we're reverse dieting, same thing that we still want to put the, you know, put our, put our foot on that gas pedal and do it the right way. So we can come out on the other side, um, in a better spot than where we went in. Otherwise, though, guys, have a great, uh, great night tonight. See you on check-in day. Have a great weekend. Go Chiefs. Next Wednesday, we won't be doing a Zoom calls because I will be out of town until late that night. So you guys have a next couple, uh, good next couple weeks, and go Chiefs. See you guys.